to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Don Maurice, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. It's my privilege to welcome to the Mobile Pro Podcast booth here at Exquisite Hotel Candelaria, stove crew number five, numero cinco. I'm going to have the crew introduce themselves, starting with Rich. Rich Hahn from Goodrich, Michigan. Bruce Dixon, Ortonville, Michigan. Austin Hahn, Goodrich, Michigan. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. We have a small but mighty crew. We're down one just because uh, Annalisa, your translator, actually lives in Guatemala, so she's staying at her own house tonight. And uh, there's a cool backstory about that I want to get to in a minute. But uh, tell me about your day today. What did you guys do? Put in two stoves. Didn't get to finish the second one because it's quite rainy here in Guatemala. Um, met a lot of cool people. Was, and then we did VBS. And the uh, the stoves we did today were... Uh, it, it was kind of cool because we walked by the, the coffee farms. Mm. Um, and then kept going uphill and uphill. And then we got to the houses... And the, uh, oh, that was the second house, actually. Um, But just, you know, really nice people, and I'm glad Annalisa was there. Um, Translator always makes things a little easier. Yeah. And she's she's good. She's really good. Things just flow a little bit better. So tell me about the coffee farms. What, what, how, you know, most people in the U.S. have never really seen a real coffee farm. Uh, describe it. So typically they're fenced in. Um, the coffee plants are low level, uh, and then they have shade trees over them. Um, right now they just have green beans of various sizes, and they're kind of cool because they grow right off from the branch. Um, so it's not like an apple tree or anything like that. They just, you know, you just look at a <clears throat> look at a branch, and there's all of these beans growing from it. And they're not very tall, most of them, right? They're maybe, what, six or seven feet at the tallest? Yes, yes. <clears throat> and maybe smaller, I don't, I don't know. I mean, every farm's a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, not, not very tall. And the amazing thing, <clears throat> I took a coffee farm tour a few years ago, and I was just shocked that something like 98% of all the coffee is still picked by hand like one fruit at a time, which has two tiny beans in it. I mean, think about the billions of cups of coffee every yeah. day, and it's still picked by hand. It's like just picking corn by hand. Kind of Kernel <laughs> by kernel. Yeah. It's, it's unreal. And on the one side of the coffee farm was the uphill slant that Rich was talking about. And uh, on the way up, there's these people working on the opposite side of the coffee farm because there's a little uh, like there's greenhouses and a road that went down and from all of the rain the it was just washing out part of the road so they had all of the pavers and stuff of the road tore up and they were replacing what had washed away so driving down this road there wasn't a two foot deep rut and they were all very very nice very cheerful it's amazing all the work's done by hand like you said the picking and the, the construction and the masonry and the digging with pickaxes to replace a underground pipe. It's, it's 
Yeah, Austin, someone told me that you do mason work. Is yeah. that is that your work? Your yeah. line of work? That is yeah, that is what I do. Yeah, so you've you've only been here a couple of days, but you've already witnessed so Right. It's and it's just the masonry is, is beautiful. It's such a different style than than um, uh, you know uh, American because it's practical when it needs to be practical and beautiful when it needs to be beautiful. It's not all just for show. You know, it's mm. it's when things need to be there, they're there, and when things can look immaculate, then you better believe that they look immaculate. It's really cool, really cool. <laughs> yeah, but the hand, you know, it's. It, it's just you can't emphasize it enough because everywhere you go here, you see people walking in in knee high rubber boots and a pickaxe or yeah. a hoe. Yep. Or I have a <clears throat> I have a friend of mine who's a tour guide, and he does like week long or ten day tours in Central America, and he tells groups, and they have a group of like thirty tourists, and he'll tell them. If you see three tractors in the next 10 days, I will refund your trip. <laughs> wow. And he's never refunded a trip. I have not seen years. a tractor. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Everything's yeah. done by hand. Tell me about some of the people that you've met, some of the Guatemalan people. Bruce has been here before, Rich has been here before. This is new for Austin. Uh, how would you describe? the Guatemalan people in general, or maybe specifically, maybe there's somebody that you met specifically that uh, will be memorable to you for some reason. How would you describe them to someone who's never been here? It's just heartfelt. I mean, we during VBS, uh, Rich and I stepped outside to watch the soccer game that was going on on the, on the field. And this looked like a high schooler in a leather jacket approached us, and he knew all the colors in English. He knew hello, and we just were kind of trying to have a conversation, introducing. He could do this intense thing where he opened his mouth, and a whistle sound came out. It was very, very loud, and kind of hung out with him a little bit. And it was, he was just, it was cool because he came up to us, and it seemed like he wanted to practice his English to see because hmm. you know it's probably not an opportunity he really gets yeah to come especially over. in this village right not a lot of tourists it's it, it was he was a really cool kid you know and just hanging around school and that's another thing everyone just kind of hangs out with each other and walks around with each other if you say hello to anyone or hola to anyone they always say hola back there's never I mean, that doesn't happen in america you know people will snub you <laughs> stiff you <laughs> <laughs> you leave me hanging with yeah, a hello. Right. <laughs> hello and a high five, like I don't know, probably seven out of ten times in America, you know. Here every time, every single time. Yeah, everybody. And it makes you want to be friendly, you know, it's contagious. It really is. Mm. Thought it was uh interesting too with um yesterday being our first day and going to the going to the office. And then going back this morning and seeing a, a lot of the people that we saw yesterday, and then going to VBS and seeing them. I mean, by that time we were old friends. Mm. It was just you know, I, you know, I can't communicate with them, but just that smile when they see you, recognize you. It was all smiles. Pretty awesome. Just all smiles. They're very happy people. Mm. They really are. It's it's amazing. Uh, I don't know how happy I'd be after hand digging for twelve hours and. Probably not very happy. I don't know how they do it. But it's awesome that they do. <laughs> and humble. Yeah. They just do what they need to do. 
Mm. Every seems like every day they just get up and do what they need to do to to survive and to and to be with their family. All four generations that may be in their house. Mm. <laughs> you know. Did you see some of that in the yeah, homes? Yeah. yeah. The in our first home today, the the grandma was there, and they had uh, like a collage of pictures up on the wall. So I asked her about it, and uh, she went through the whole lineage and you know kind of explained where they were at, who they are, how they're related, mm. and it was uh, it was more than I had bargained for, but it was pretty cool. Just, I mean, <laughs> she enjoyed telling me about it, and again, it was awesome having Annalise there to explain explain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the first couple of years I came to Guatemala, we had to pay, <clears throat> pay you know, translators, but we used them in the medical clinic. I use them. I had to steal them every once in a while, you know, trying to understand what this other director was saying. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand. I need help. But it wasn't like they were with me all the time, you know. We, uh, and it, it was expensive, man. Was yeah. Really, because a medical translator, they have to have this skill set, you know. But uh, that's what I always want. I always wanted an Annalisa. Like the first couple <laughs> of years I was here, I was like, oh man, there's just so much, you know, you want to know more. You just want to know more. Right. Yeah. Bruce, it's been a couple of years since you've been here, and you've been here many times before. Uh, what's the same? What's different? The people are the same. Hmm. I've seen some progress. It, it, it's it's getting better. That's great. Yeah. It, I say better, but like I said before, they're happy people already. Uh, but I see some I see some progress, and I see some progress in the programs that that you that, that you are getting involved in. Mm-hmm. The one specifically, I hope we'll hear more about this week is is uh, this self-sustaining program. Yes. That that is that that's revolutionary. That that that's that's something that's going to change this country. I think. Amen. And uh, so I'm looking forward to hearing, seeing that. Um. But the people are the same. They're 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 just good people. They're you know, hardworking. That people are always focused. They're they're always going somewhere. Yes. do something they're they're walking and they're, and they're walking purpose. And, and there's purpose in it and everything that you see out there you know, I mean there's there's nobody just really sitting around going <laughs> you know I don't have anything to do yeah there's there's always something to do well, like Austin was saying most most people are outside like even when you're inside you're outside I mean their homes and stuff yeah. but they're they're hang they're out Hanging out isn't really the right term. They're outside all the time, yeah. you know, and there are groups of people, but like you said, there, there's not a lot of lollygagging going around. They usually are on their way somewhere doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that sense of community, you know, they're outside, they're um, constantly moving. <laughs> there's just unbelievable trying to drive a car down the street (laughs) (laughs) you can't you just wonder where where are they going yes you know what what's their where are they going what what's their purpose yes for being so focused and and driven to to get somewhere and whatever 
community is a good word for it because even like the uh, people who are working on cars or the people who are working you know like welding stuff fixing stuff their doors are open you can see they smile at you you know and America they're hidden in a garage you know mm-hmm. with a radio blasting but these people look over and and they're just at work but still saying hi you know and it's because it's right there it's community it's, everything's open yeah do you notice the painters at the school today yeah, were they, yeah. they were singing along and they were you know right. checking in on us every once in a while when I also met Jose, he's one of the painters. Oh, you did? Okay. But he learned English in Switzerland. Oh, really? Does he have a German accent? <laughs> no, he, uh, he did really well, but um, he didn't, didn't like the German language. He just, you know, used a lot of grunts and stuff to describe it. So that's pretty good. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, there there are some fun guys. I, yeah. I talked to a couple of them, but uh, they so we're we're holding the Bible school at at a school. It's a public school during in the morning, and then the afternoon it's it's free. It's just a morning school, and so that's why we're there. And the whole building's being painted, so there are several painters there, and they were it's community. I mean, they were like yeah. singing along, yeah, and they were laughing and waving, and it was uh, <laughs> it was fun. It was really fun. They seemed as happy that we were there as we seemed happy to be there, and that's mm-hmm. it's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. So, you, Austin, you heard about this place before you came. You heard from your dad because he'd been here before, and I'm sure you'd heard from this group uh, a little bit. Maybe you guys had some group meetings or something, but maybe you saw some pictures online or, or what have you. Uh, what surprised you? What what was something you really weren't expecting? Um, I, I'm sure I could come up with something better if I thought about it, but mm. how delicious the food is. Oh, really? It is just, I, you know, didn't really consider that every meal was going to be home cooked with love and it was going to, you know, s- satisfy you the way you does. The way it does. Mm. I mean, my belly is smiling as much as my face, you know, and that's that's a great feeling. <laughs> that's great to hear. You'll have to tell um, Rodolfo. Rodolfo is the manager here, and his he and his father own this place. I'm sure they'll be around during the week, but you'll have to tell them that because they work very hard. He's the really professional, nice, well-dressed one, right? Yes, okay. tall, thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He's awesome guy you'll have to tell him how much you enjoy the food because it is probably his greatest preoccupation is concern because americans come here they eat the food at your hotel and they get sick that is bad news they tell everybody they know and they work so hard to keep us healthy because they know the work that we're doing that's why they give us a huge discount to stay at this exquisite hotel right if anyone's in the Anyone can hear my voice. If you ever come to Guatemala, stay at Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala. It's exquisite, and they have blessed us so much. Um, But they work so hard at keeping us healthy because they know we miss one day, and that's, you know, 20 families that don't get a stove and three families that don't get a floor and 150, 200 kids that don't get a Bible school. You know, so they know it's really important, but it's, it's hard to cook 
for Americans who are used to a big menu and oh, well, can I get it this way and that way and this way? Right. And uh, the pretty picky eaters like gluten free or vegetarian yeah. or uh, soy or you know whatever. And to keep everybody happy with uh, the food and keep it all very safe for us, really, really hard. So please tell them that because yeah. they. Oh, I will. I will. They work really hard at that. <clears throat> so when you get home, probably the the number one question you're gonna get asked, and I know it's only day two here, but um, people are gonna ask, "So how's Guatemala?" Hey, how's Guatemala? And and it's often asked kind of like, hey, how was your vacation? How was your weekend? Right. So it's hard to put into words, I'm, I'm sure. It has been for me. But what are you going to tell them? How's Guatemala? Tell them they need to come and see for themselves. Ah. <laughs> it's, there's nothing better than firsthand. It really is. You know, because you really can't explain everything that you're seeing everything that you're feeling that that you can't explain the communication the the nonverbal communication with these people that mm. you that you're getting you know when that when that little child just looks up at you and smiles and and you know he's just or she's just they're they're neat people and it and you you just can't explain that you you need to come and see it for yourself come and serve I, I I truly believe everybody needs needs to have this opportunity it's a life it is it's a life changing it's also a paradise in a way too I mean today I was thinking I was sitting on the roof like man if I ever came into a lump sum of cash I feel like I would spend some time in Guatemala mm-hmm. I mean and there's always mission work to do. There's always somewhere to go. There's always something to do, you know. And the fact that it's absolutely beautiful and there's <laughs> volcanoes everywhere you look and smiles everywhere you look just makes it ten times better. And it rains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does rain. And that was a big change from four years ago, too. When we were here four years ago, there was mountains all around and you'd see volcanoes. And they're gone this time. <laughs> raining a lot yeah. so hopefully we do see those but kind of on the um you know, i mean the people are happy but we also kind of you know saw the uh, the sins or the the bad part too um guys passed out on the street yes and uh you know that was yesterday but you know there's definitely they definitely have some social issues that We all have. Yeah, I, I, we, yes, we all have. Um, so they're happy, but there's still, you know, there's still a lot of struggles here. A lot of, you know, the, it seems like the families are close knit. But you know, I wonder if, you know, some of the reasons that you see multiple generations is because maybe the husband's not not in the picture, or you know, is. Right. We're the, we're in their homes during the day, so I'm sure if he is in the picture, he's out working. But mm-hmm. right, yeah, I think there's a couple of things going on there. I, I know two things for sure. I'm sure there's lots of uh, lots of explanations with this, but um, 
You're right. Like, if he's working, he's gone. He's not going to, we're probably not going to see, because we, we don't see many men. You might see, pass them on the street, mm -hmm. but not in the families, in the homes that we're in. You just don't see them. So, um, either they're working or <clears throat> alcoholism is a huge problem with men in these communities. More men than women, um, by a huge margin. And uh, especially in indigenous communities. Now, the community we're working in is, is a mix, but uh, Guatemala in general, especially rural farming communities, uh, alcoholism is a huge problem. So you will see men passed out on the street and uh, some zombie walking drunks uh, down the street. And, um, and so there's, there's that. There away from the family or they've been asked to leave the house because they don't want their kids or don't, the women don't want their kids around that another thing that's happening um, too and we're not as privy to this and it's much more subtle but um, we've studied this a little bit is uh, there can be a sense of shame and this is something that we try to work really hard against and we partner with with Lillian, but especially for a man in this culture, very patriarchal society, culture, uh, for a man not to be able to provide for his family is shameful. It's very embarrassing. And have social help, volunteers come to help the family is very shameful for some men. Uh, some organizations will say you'll never see a, a man because they're behind the door hiding their face in shame. Now I don't think it's that extreme here because we do work with Corazon de los Niños and the, the majority of men that we know of are, are in probably one of the first two categories. They're either working or they are uh, alcoholics but there are I'm sure some cases where um, it's shameful that they have to accept our help. They have to be part of a program like Cortisone Medicine. Yes, that we probably just learned two years ago, and that was shocking to me and sad. I'm like, I don't want to be part of something that's shameful for right. the man of the house. And so one of the things we like about Cortisone de los Niños is they work with the entire family. They provide trade skill training um, and uh, vocational training, education for the entire family, not just for the kids. And so they're sensitive to that, um, which other organizations we've worked with in the past have not been. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's a tough thing to see all these families without men. It's really tough. The first home this morning, uh, there was a, um, I believe it was a husband. He was a grandfather. He was a grandfather. grandfather. Yeah. He's cool. He, he, came, he came and greeted us and, and thanked us, and he was part of our picture and um, the whole process, really. He was there. So, did you say he burned his hand on, he, on the he new did, stove? He did, he did. He was touching it and then started automatically started sucking on his hand. <laughs> he probably couldn't believe it heated up so fast. Right, right. Right, because they, 
it's amazing how fast they heat up. Uh-huh. You know, and now that you say that, at the second home, there was a man there when we got there, but he he bolted yeah. as soon as we mm-hmm. as soon as we got in. And I, I mean, I as a young man, I do understand that. Yeah, uh, there's been multiple times I should have asked for help and just couldn't, mm-hmm. and don't really like to accept help. So I think that definitely could be a part of it. You know. Mm-hmm. We only have a couple more minutes, and I don't want to keep you from worship, but uh, I was just wondering if you had, I, you guys come from, uh, you, have, you, you brought a big group from the church, and I was just wondering if you had any final thoughts for someone back home listening, supporters, people who sponsored you, or family members that uh, weren't able to come, uh, if you just had any final thoughts for them. You missed out. <laughs> this time yeah I, I think the important thing for me to tell people is is that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter whether you're young or old or, or your physical abilities there's there's an opportunity here to serve you know there's there's obviously there's Putting in floors is is the most difficult, but then there's there's the the, the donations, there's a humanitarian support that just about anybody could do. There's there's something to do here for for everyone. So I mean, it isn't all <laughs> terribly physical labor. There's there's other things here too, and and the stove crews are are your, most people are capable of serving on one of those in some capacity. So yeah, we've had. Literally, ages seven to seventy-seven, and younger and older than that. <laughs> so that would be my message: is, is that if you're if you're ever thinking about it, or it, it's something everybody should do. Everybody should have this experience. Hmm. And if you haven't yet, you should, you know there's still opportunity. And I think from a you know a church family standpoint, a uh, family and friends. There's a lot of people that helped us get here. Yes. That uh, you know they may not be here, but they definitely had a part in it, and you know through donations and um, huge support. Yeah, huge support. It was. Uh, it's really been an awesome experience, and um, you know I hope that those people that helped us this time, you know, next time they can can come down here. Mm. Uh, it was just you know from the time we said we were going it, it was uh, everything worked out much better than what I was anticipating it would and mom if you're listening to this the uh, frozen dress you bought and donated we saw a little girl wearing at VBS today <laughs> and that's awesome <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah, we saw we saw at VBS we saw all those clothes that we brought down here. We saw a lot of them. Yeah. That's so great. Oh, well, I've seen that before. I've seen. I packed that one. <laughs> you know, and they're not doing it. You know, sometimes you get a gift from someone you know, you don't use it until they come over and you set it out. You know, like <laughs> that's not no. this. Like they're really happy and proud oh, of yeah. these gifts. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so. Just to be clear, <laughs> they really, they really do appreciate it, and we really appreciate all the support you got back home. That's a huge effort. That's a huge lift to 
lift up and send uh, a group your size from your church. And Dom Reese and I want to express our gratitude to your church and all the family and friends and supporters that made it happen for you to be here. We know there's a line of a hundred people behind every person who walks through this door that for some reason couldn't come or they just wanted to support you mm-hmm. as their ambassador uh, to do the work that, that they wish they could do. And uh, we couldn't do it without them. And we couldn't do it without you saying yes to the call and especially you, Rich, for uh, your faith and accepting God's call when you ex- heard it expressed, as I understand the story. It's your fault they all came pretty much, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a good thing he's persistent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, we really do appreciate your faithfulness in following God's call. And uh, we have hundreds of children this week who were blessed because of that call and because of all of all of you answering that call. Um, so on behalf of Dom Reese and myself and the children of San Miguel, Duenas and all the volunteers, thank you for your service to the Lord and to his children here in Guatemala and thank you for sharing your stories on the podcast. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. <laughs> Honestly. Our pleasure. I've heard nothing but good things about you. Well, until I got here. No. <laughs> I'll take that. God bless you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendiga. May God bless you. Vaya con Dios. Go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.